If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the all right welcome to the friend zone yeah, we do it, you know, all things mental health mental wellness mental hygiene and mental ha 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 okay because the breaking news that we have this week is that after years yeah, yeah, of anticipation okay monique has released yeah. her stand-up oh. special on Netflix, okay? That is not <laughs> the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called, My Name is Monique. Now, y'all know, y'all been firsthand, front and center for all the shit we done been through when it come to Monique. And God damn it, all I got to say is I better laugh, okay? Because we didn't uh, been, we didn't been. I'm ready for it. Boycotting, we didn't been cussed out, we didn't been to the playground and off the playground and to the breakfast club and all these places. Okay, we didn't been told Lee Daniels to shut up. Remember, and Lee Daniels, you shut up. Remember when she made that video? <laughs> okay, we didn't been so many sweet babies, we didn't have to look at Sydney and his peel box. Derby hat, which I didn't even know that you could fuse the two. I thought it was just a peel box hat and a derby, but he Here got both. Go. He's doing both. They're doing both. So I just, you know, I just want everybody to know, please, God in heaven, everybody listening, watch My Name is Monique on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, but I almost, I'm scared not to watch it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we didn't been bullied and beat into, yeah, what's going on? Am I going to get caned? Remember when they are flogged? What are they going to do to me if I don't watch? I don't <laughs> know. I punish me right out. through your TV hey, screen. We got to watch it. So that's the breaking news. Monique, my name is Monique. Her stand-up special is available right now on Netflix for streaming. So unless you want to be... Thought you were talking about what you thought. sing, sing, clinkety-clank. <laughs> you talking about my... <laughs> <laughs> now, we can talk about his uh, lawn bag uh, body ass if you want to. We can talk no. about it. He looked no. like a pile of leaves when you rake the leaves and <laughs> dump them in that big ass bag. That's what Donald Trump's motherfucking ass looked like. And I, I hope I feel bad for his cellmate having to look at his shit stained drawers and smell Did his burps imagine? and belches, gurgling, rotten, seared stomach ass. I hate him. And so I, I'm very glad that he got arrested. I hate him because he hates people. 
And every time I think about them kids in them cages, every time I think about the the violence that he's exacted upon trans people and trans community, every time I think about the racial fires that he stoked, and every time I think about his hair, <laughs> I get so mad. I'm trying to tell yeah. you, like, I really just, I detest Donald Trump and all of his um, uh, inbred looking ass children. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I do. I detest him. I'm glad. Clanky clank. So much like you Look, said, friend, clanky clank. I'm with you. Clank clank clank. Clank. <laughs> and I'll never forget one more thing. Yeah. I just remember when that uh, Melania asked, who people like to kind of try to romanticize the idea of Melania. She's just as much of a piece of shit as he is. Y'all remember when right. she went down there to the border and wore that coat that, mm. that yes, said, I really don't nobody care to cares you. or something. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was so tacky. Mm-hmm. And then she so, tried to yeah. pretend like it was a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, fuck your whole family, bitch. I hope you ride in jail, <laughs> under the jail. Jailbird. I can't stand him. <laughs> and it ain't nothing wrong with being in jail because I got loved ones in jail. You know what I'm saying? I yes. done been arrested. You know what I'm saying? But the point is, fuck his him. sour underarm ass is in there, and that's what he gets. I fuck him. You ride it, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and you right too, Dustin. Shit, okay. <laughs> On that note, how yes. was your weekend, brothers? <laughs> <laughs> what did y'all do? <laughs> it was good. It was good. I had a good weekend. Um, yeah. Spent some good time. Yeah, with some loved ones. I had a had a good time this weekend. Saw some of my friends and shit. Nigga, back outside. You okay. know what I'm saying? I heard it's nice in New York. People it's out. Very nice in New York. My birthday Monday. I'm single as a yes. dollar bill hey. in a hit record. So, you know, we're going to have a good time. You know, it's, it's up. We're going to have a mm-hmm. good time, y'all. Okay. What about you, Asante? How was your weekend? My weekend was great. I finally got to finish up some business. Shout out to the lovely ladies over at See The Thing Is Podcast. <gasps> yes. Oh, my we God. Their- <laughs> we went to the New York show. I'm so sorry. Oh, I meant to it? say that. You, I'm glad you didn't say it so I can Incredible. say it. Incredible. So okay. Don't, All right. don't feel bad. you like, oh, fuck. You didn't forget anything. It was for me. This one's for me. <laughs> you know, I love Mandy and Bridget. Look, look, I, I know. <laughs> you know I love them in real life. Like, Shout out to and Antoinette. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mandy and Bridget for the See The Thing Is Podcast for their friends with Benefits tour. Antoinette was their friends with Benefits. Obviously, they had to perform. Bridget sang her ass off. Antoinette and Bridget yes, sang their did. ass off. Yes, Shout out to so Ro tight. James. I Shout out to Connie Diamond. Yeah, they're freshly squeezed live. All the artists came out. Shout out to all the friends they came out to support, including Dustin. Yeah, it was cool to finally meet Ebony in the flesh as well. Yeah, the co-host. Shout out to Ebony I'm K. Williams. I met Ebony. And I was like, I was like, oh, I'm from the other podcast. I'm the mistress. <laughs> <laughs> I love but that. She was so lovely. I was so glad I got to Come finally talk to her. Yeah, she's fun as hell. She she wanted the she wanted the peoples. I like Mm -hmm, that. I like mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, the weekend was great. I was glad that uh we finished off Friday so strong. It was probably the best show yet because of well, every show was good for different reasons. I will say that. So every show has something overarching that made it like a really good show. So shout out to them and their tour. It really inspired me for some things, you know, just moving forward on tour to be mindful of. We wanna go on tour. Here we go, back in Bel Air again. Okay. <laughs> a friend, I told Dustin, if you want to get you back, we got to go to Portland. I was like, look, we're going to have to get some property out there. Or something. We got to <laughs> bamboozle her. <laughs> no, we're going to get back. We're going to get back to it. <laughs> uh huh. Real confident in that answer. But yes, friend, I would like to know how your weekend was. Wake so up you don't in have the morning. Like... What was that, little girl song? <laughs> Think about so many things. Okay. <laughs> 
Thinking about so many things. She I better redo that when she's grown enough. <laughs> she, 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 ain't she like 20-something now? Yeah, she's like oh. older now, which is so mm-hmm. weird. Because I remember yep. them being little girls. Tiny. She got she be doing confessionals on the show and shit, cussing her <gasps> uncle and them out. So like she, in a, she, a, she a part of the thing now. She in the mix. She grown. <laughs> shit. Speaking of, I watched um, uh, Ultimate Girl Getaway. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Ultimate getaway. As um. Wait, which season did you start with? You started with season one. No, I didn't. You right on season three. Great. Yeah, I think because I'm familiar with um. Porsche. Um. Giselle. Well, yeah, Portia, Giselle, and Candace, it kind of just made it easier for me to start there because I know who they are. At least half the cast. But that lady that's like a fangirl is so weird. Heather. <laughs> yeah, she's like fangirling on the whole Did you finish all the episodes? I'm like, are you not a housewife? Stephanie. <laughs> 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 Did you see her singing Candace's song? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, my favorite is Giselle. She'd be like... <laughs> 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 Why do they be letting Giselle Why ask them, them questions like that? <laughs> Yo, Why Giselle do they be letting her talk let, to them like that? Giselle didn't even let them put their suitcases down <laughs> and already had a third degree. I was like, this is crazy. I get that it's entertainment, but that is so weird. Like, and the so fact that nobody's like, night. yo, let me change my clothes and shower. Shit. Or or why you asking, bitch? That's what that I, part. you know, for I know it'd be that came on. Why you asking me? What's 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 going on with you? <laughs> Friend, please but do I, the drive back there again. Up. Cause that I, I have there, <laughs> <laughs> there's nobody I can talk to about that I'm part. Like, why do you but keep she doing kept doing that? And I kept falling over. <laughs> and then like the way she was like her head was leaning back and she was looking over doing it, she was like <laughs> and they gonna say, "Oh, you know the words." And then when she did it, hey, Candace is so mean when she was coming up with those names for them. Even though I was how she need a man, she take a man. She need a man. She take a man. This is why you be getting hit. Yeah, she take a man. She need a man. Just take saying all kind of shit, like just saying anything she wants to say to them. She is so funny though. I can't even help it. She's crazy. But anyway, Heather been having me laughing on this trip. I, ain't I love Heather. Her. Heather been and then the moody one from New York, Leah. Is it? What's going on, girl? Why are you? Why are you there? She's dealing with the. She needs to get the fuck, and she just won't. So then we have to get. That's the part with her that's confusing. Like yeah, like, it's like you're on a show you don't want to be on, and we have to sit there and watch you be bored and sad and frustrated. Looking like on crazy. the season before, this worked out a little differently. Like they had a uh, Dorinda on there who was on New York, who was on pause from the franchise. So we got to see how she was reacting, no longer being part of the show. And it was mm-hmm. actually quite entertaining. It was like Dorinda trying to get back on the way she's running these bitches. But then you have girls like, you know, this person who just <laughs> just complained at every turn. Like she was literally like, I felt it's like they, the, the cameras were forcing me or whatever she was complaining about. And I was oh, like, girl, nobody yeah, literally forced you to do that. Because people were like, uh, <laughs> Everybody what? Everybody was like girl you did that like I would do that <laughs> I will say I think it's cute how they chop up the confessionals where it'll be mm-hmm, like three people mm-hmm, talking about mm-hmm. the same thing I think that's cool how they do that and some the of the editing only time tricks. that Leah made me laugh because I don't enjoy her personality on TV or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was funny to me when she she said that, that Alexia from Miami was telling that story over and over again about her husband having an affair with 
you know, when, once he died, she, she called it a he, snooze fest. <laughs> but when they when they split the confessionals, it was like, I heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> and the way she did that was funny. Her was confessional funny. outfits be cracking me up. Because she's like shopping the black girl boutique. Cheerleader clothes. I, I'm, I'm it, like, oh. it, it be like, I don't know what, Sailor Surprising Moon. Surprising every time. <laughs> I don't know what the hell she be looking like, but... I also think it's weird that like Marisol's stick is her being alcoholic. If your I stomach hurting and shit, though. like girl, it's funny, but like then I'm, I'm like, you like, got a problem. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> but like, does she have a problem? I, the only reason I her say that. Her stomach hurting like that. L- listen, her and stomach. And they told her she has an ulcer and she was just like, okay. And then we went right back <laughs> to eating and drinking. I was Something like, wait a minute. is working for her because the fact that you can be that intoxicated and you not tipsy, you know, you're not slurring, you're not older, bothering she's nobody. she's been doing this for a long Marisol time. Marisol has been drinking her ass off and has not annoyed me once. I was like, you know what? I see it for this. I like The Miami this. girls are funny to me, but they yes. also remind me of like random aunts in my family that just always <laughs> have something to say. <laughs> always drunk. <laughs> always in everybody's business, but I always real cocktail. cute. I need my cocktail. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's just funny. Latin diva shit. But the show is funny. I'm definitely invested. I'll, 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 I'm going to stick with them. Stick are you enjoying them. Portia? Yes, mm-hmm. I think she's super cute, fun. Beautiful. She looks good in that black and her confessional, don't she? Yes. Yeah, like all, all, all black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a very, very beautiful girl. I guess I never, because I never really sat and watched the franchises like that. I never mm-hmm. noticed, but she's really, really beautiful. And Why funny. does Giselle all, yes, very funny. Why does Giselle always look like a mall walker? <laughs> oh, what? What do you you know, them people that go walk in the mall in the morning? This title. You know what I'm the talking mall about? Walker. Is that this week's episode? Okay. A mall walker. <laughs> she always looks like a mall walker. You know those people, they come to the mall before the stores open, but they you can get access to the facility. So like they have the doors of the, of the mall be open at 830 and they walk around the mall. They don't do that. They didn't do that where y'all was from. Like mm-hmm. old people go do that. They walk. She looks like there a mall There was an episode walker. of Atlanta about it and I resonated with it very, very mm-hmm. hard. I was like, I was supposed to get to this age in the South. <laughs> don't you see it? Mm-hmm. She looks I like do. a mall walker. Every no. scene we see her in, no matter if she's dressed up, dressed down, she always looks like she's walking around the mall. You are just the show is cute though. You know, I have to mm-hmm. get used to the white women and and them being there, but yeah. it's a cute yes. show. Interesting Candace mix be of personalities. What, I Candace mean, be saying whatever she wants to say to people, <laughs> and it just blows my mind because like. <laughs> Woo, but you're a lying ass bitch. And what you need to do, you'd be like, damn, Candace, like, and why are y'all letting her cuss y'all out like that? She's not a reactor. She or she's not an initiator. She's a reactor. She's a reactor. I remember Giselle said that, right? Say, yep, oh, you're gonna be a listener. Okay. <laughs> but let's jump into this week's black business. So I looked mm-hmm. into that thread that we have for uh why was I about to call our show Facebook? Clearly, I'm <laughs> not fully present. When is the last time you've been on Facebook? <laughs> you know, I couldn't tell you. That's why like, it's funny fa- that like you just randomly pulled Facebook, that out. Like you know, my like, personal one with my friends and family, I, they, I haven't been on there in years. <laughs> Does that ever feel weird when you like think about a word or a concept or a thing, and then you're like, "Why am I even thinking about this?" And I don't even use it, or I'm not even on there. That's why I was like, "When like, is the last time you've used Facebook?" In, <laughs> yeah. right? 
So the friend zone, see, there go the police. <laughs> They're coming to get us. Our friend zone black business thread on Twitter. I looked through it and I found that there's actually a black dating app called Carpe DM, which I think is a really cute play on the term. <laughs> so instead of seize the day, it's seize the date, which I think is cute mm, them. Okay. Right? Such a cute mm. idea. So Carpe DM, that's C-A-R-P-E-D-M, <laughs> literally letters D and M. And the creator says, my sister's seeking love for far too long. We have inexplicably been at the bottom of the dating totem pole and dating services have failed to address our specific needs, desires, and most importantly, demographic as a professional dating in the DC area. I share your frustration with dating apps while they're convenient to use. I found myself wasting countless hours swiping on low quality matches, engaging in dead end texting and going on disappointing first dates. I considered traditional matchmaking services, but even on my attorney salary, most were just too expensive and their clientele did not look like me. I wanted chemistry. She's a single attorney entrepreneur. <laughs> bagger, I wanted bagger, chemistry. <laughs> I wanted a real connection and I needed help. So I became so committed to solving my own dating dilemma that I quit my job to tackle this problem head on. And now after years of research and development, I'm ready to share the solution with all of you. Carpe Diem is a dating service that seamlessly marries the convenience of an award-winning dating app with the personal touch of a dedicated human matchmaker at a price that is well within your reach. So the website is carpedmdating.com. If you're looking, it caters to black women specifically, which I love because I don't know that I've seen an app that is designed mm -hmm. that way. So I think it's cool. And um, thank you to those of you who let us know in the comments because now we're able to highlight that. Y'all still and on if the app? You used it. Okay, I, I was gonna say for the ones for the ones that were on the app, I want testimonials <laughs> for the ones yeah. that put that in the the by uh, the, the the thread. Yeah. You said what? I, I didn't hear you. I want testimonials from the people that put that in the thread. Mm, mm. That'd be a good idea. Just people listening that have used it before. What are your thoughts? Let us know. What was Carpe it like DM. dating? What was it like hooking up? Did you find love? <laughs> Right. <laughs> With that being said, let's jump into our recap segment. Last week's episode was titled Offense to be Reckoned With. And Dustin walked us through the Latasha Scott versus Escape Feud. And we focused on the conversation on resentment. And as always, those of you listening had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? Well, I'd like to give a shout out to Shayla and the gated community. How about you, Fran? I'm not in the gated community. All today, right. So all right. <laughs> uh, Shayla Hampton says, I think general cur generational curses run deep and the resentment that Latasha holds is learned behavior from her mom. You can tell that her mom is still resentful towards their dad for leaving her with the responsibility of raising them with no means to do so. As the oldest sister, she probably had to play therapist to her mom and assume the role of reassuring her that she was a good mom despite having to go without that leans into her being the favorite. It's awfully sad to witness. Even her mom justifying poor decisions made. It makes me wonder if she knew about it all along or was even in on taking the money. That's why she she tight. She's so tight lipped about it. Talking about you don't know what she was going through during that time. SMH. Tamika needs to establish boundaries with her mom and sister and stop allowing them to project their insecurities and resentment on her. 
yes, shout out to you, Shayla. That was the comment that I chose because everything about what she said was correct. Because I'd been sitting there wondering all last week, like, why is Latasha like this? Like, can we get more insight? Shayla gave me a little bit more insight. It's all based on what we saw, but it was still insight nonetheless. So I appreciate you for it. What about you, friend? What did you find out there in those streets? So I was actually in the SoundCloud streets and Draco Alcatraz said, Lord, growing up in the Southern church, when the deacons and them would get up together on first Sunday and sing this song, he's referring to the song that was my listens lately. Ain't no way tired. Ain't no ways tired. Uh, he said, whipping that microphone cord around, 10 toes down and just sing core memory unlocked. You know, it was cute. So many of you who tweeted us saying that that unlocked some deep, Deep, deep core memories of your childhood growing up in the different churches. So I thought that was cool because I'm new to the song, but to see it affect so many of you and, and all your messages and stories. Actually, you know what? Let me read this DM that I screenshotted that I saw today um, from Gloria, who said the sensational harmonizer is friend. Not sure if you'll see this message, but I'm a huge fan of the friend zone. And this last episode really struck a chord. I was on an eight hour road trip with my aunt coming from burying another aunt of mine, her sister. Mm-hmm. And we were listening to your newest episode. And it turns out I ain't no waste tired was a song that my grandmother sang in her church choir. And my aunt knew every word. My wow. grandmother has now buried two children in the last 12 years, the other being my mother. So my aunts are very special to me. In a time of grief, this was such a special moment for me to hear her singing along. Thank you to you, Dustin and Asante, for bringing us some joy at a time where it was definitely needed. Ain't that Much something? love to her and our family, yes. Man, that was intuitive, right? I'm glad that we could play that for you. What about you, Dustin? What did you find in the Twitter streets? Um, this week, we only got one tweet for that ass because it's just, it stands alone. Um, it comes from Philip Lewis at Phil underscore Lewis underscore, uh, who quoted a Billboard article with the headline, Tiana Taylor says her starring role in an upcoming oh, Dionne Warwick biopic is under the way. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go see a thousand and one too. Right. Um, but oh God, no, she's going to be playing. It. Yeah. She's going to be playing Dionne Warwick, which I think is incredible casting. Mm. Um, she looks literally just like Dionne Warwick <laughs> right. when she was young and she's a great singer. So, you know, we love a film where it's, you know, that type of movie, you know, yeah. about an old singer and shit. We love to see people nail those roles. It's something yeah. exciting about that. So much love to Tiana Taylor. I'm looking forward to that. And to Dionne mm. Warwick. Right? Amen. That's dope. Hey, HBCU fam. Get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. I'm in the zone. 
So this week's episode, Asante, you want to prep us? Who yes, our special uh, guest is with the conversation. Absolutely, be about. absolutely. Well, everyone knows that we love reality TV. From sixty days in to the Real Housewives to Married at First Sight. Um, one of the shows that I watched earlier on was Big Brother, and I've talked about that here before. We've talked about Big Brother. Fast forward all the way to 2021, the listeners, actually, everybody out there, y'all were telling us to watch Big Brother because it was the season of the legendary Cookout Alliance. So that reinvigorated my interest <laughs> in the brand and pulled well, the American franchise, rather. And because of that, <clears throat> the Cookout led Xavier Prather to name... He was named the first black winner of Big Brother, with the show being on its 23rd season. Six months ago, she won CBS's Big Brother, becoming the first black female winner in the show's 24th season history and the first player to ever win the show and America's favorite player, making her the most awarded contestant ever featured. Our guest is beautiful. She's intelligent and she's a winner, baby. (laughs) Say hello to Taylor Hale. Taylor. First and foremost, I am in awe of you. Oh, please. <laughs> no, no, no. Just let me do this real fast. You are queen. <laughs> I know that we are developing friendship, but I, I'm still a fan first. So you're going to have to let me get this off today. I promise <laughs> I will try to be as gentle and cautious as possible. Nah. If you feel like I'm going too far on the traumatic end, because the house was a very traumatic experience for even us as viewers. So I can only imagine how you, how it fared for you as the contestant, as the winner. So if I'm ever doing a little too much, just say, you know, uh, get somebody else to do it because this is the friend zone. <laughs> and if you ever want to get a little too shady about, you know, what we talk about in the house, please go as shady as can be. Cause I want to know who's on the hit list. Okay. Oh, it's been a few months. It's been a few months. I know, I know, I know, but you know, some of <laughs> you know, But yes, Taylor, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your background growing up in Detroit. Yes, I love our Detroit brothers and sisters. How we doing, Dustin? (laughs) What up, though? I was just finna make that connection, but I was like, I'm gonna let her say it first, goddammit. You already know, Taylor. Yes. Yeah, so I get a lot of flack for that, actually, because currently, I currently reside in the suburbs uh, but I grew up in Detroit. I was born and raised native Detroiter. I'm, I call myself a second generation Detroiter. Both my parents are born and raised here. Their parents migrate up here from the Jim Crow era South. That's how they got good paying jobs and were able to mm-hmm. find themselves. That's how black people in the Midwest thrive. That's how we got here. So I'm very, right. very proud of my Detroit background. I'm very proud of both my parents that went to Cast Tech, even though I went to Cast Tech. So, <laughs> okay. So okay. My Detroit heritage is so foundational to who I am. But my adult years were spent in D.C. I did undergrad at the George Washington University in D.C. So at my core, I am Detroit, but I also was blessed to get the adult Black experience being in the cultural city of D.C. that a lot of people don't really recognize that city as. So it's been a wild experience jumping from different career paths, from sales to personal styling to being trapped in a house with some psychopaths. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and whooping their ass in the end. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, I don't know. Maybe growing up in Michigan, it, it's something about y'all that was just ready for the house because, you know, Xavier from last season, he's from Kalam, uh, Kalamazoo. Even oh, Tiffany, mm-hmm. Tiffany Mitchell from the cookout. Detroit. She was from uh, Michigan. Yeah, Detroit. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
y'all must got some obstacle courses on social games after y'all be playing to prepare y'all. But um, I know you were also a pageant girl coming up, correct? Yeah, not coming up. I, I try to clarify that for a lot of people. Usually when you hear about a pageant girl, it's like, oh, so you grew up doing pageants, right? Uh-uh. So you weren't the debutante girl and, and all that. You just Later on in life, it, it came. Nah, look, my family, we are not Lynx members. I wasn't in Jack and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> gonna- that was my next question. I grew up in Jack and Jill, and I did do some cotillion classes. I didn't do the whole thing, though. Um, but I, I did randomly catch Miss Universe the year that Steve Harvey messed up the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that was the first yep. time that Donald Trump didn't own the pageant anymore. So I'm like, yep. and Miss Universe pops up and I said, ooh, let me see what this is about. And I see these women, they're sexy, they're beautiful, they're confident, they're unapologetic in it. And they're from all over the world. And then you get into these video packages. And there was a woman that year, I think she was Japan. She was biracial, black and Japanese. And mm-hmm. she talked about how she had been bullied for being half black and how a very close friend of her was also bullied to the point where he ended his own life. Um, about being black and Japanese and how as Miss Japan, her countrymen were bullying her for representing their country. You have women from around the world saying, I've been the breadwinner of my family since I was eight years old in my country because I was able to do modeling. You had another woman who competed so many times to be her national title holder. It's another country you can compete uh, multiple times. She gets to Miss Universe, finally wins her country, goes to Miss Universe, has a seizure, and compete on finale night. And they gave her a moment where she could walk on the stage and say, I walked. I get emotional thinking about it every time, but she, on finale night, got to say, I am here. I got to walk this stage. So by the end of the wow. show, I'm like, I'm tuned in. I said, oh, this is mm-hmm. a good time. And then Steve Harvey debacle ha- happens. And I'm like, in the meantime, like, how do I sign up for Miss DC USA? <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. shoot. Oh, that's I, interesting. My senior year of college, I competed, mm-hmm. lost. The girl that beat me went on to win Miss USA. <laughs> so then I took shit. years off, came back home to Michigan, competed two years here, and finally went to Miss USA. Yes. Wow. Give it up. Shit. <laughs> okay. And I mean, listen, it was just crazy because I remember I'm going to go back and forth uh, until we like get to the larger part about the house. I just remember when you were in the house and uh, you were talking about, um, you know, being in pageants and you were showing your outfits off and you were like, you know, trying to share with the house. And I was just like, look at this girl. She's just, you know, the humility. And then to see them switch to the confessional of the girls being like, how dare she? She's just walking around the house, flaunting it like she's got it going on. Hey, <laughs> I was floored. And I just wondered, have you is that something that you dealt with before even getting into the house? You know, like, did you kind of know you were going to have some shots on your back because of how maybe because of pageant life or maybe you've always been competitive. And before that, you kind of dealt with it. Tell us a little bit about that, please. That's an interesting perspective. I think because I come from the world of pageantry, because so many spaces that I grew up in were female dominated. I've always come from a position of uplifting other women um, being in the same boat. So I've got a very open door closet rule with my friends. I tried to make that a rule in the house. I said, look, I had some, some deals worked out with some brands. So I was like, if you haven't seen me wear it, don't touch it. But after I wear it, y'all can ha- like have it, wear it. Let's all share. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. I am used to women 
encouraging and being excited about one another and to be in a position where one, I won Miss Congeniality at Miss USA. So I got along really well and very easily with 50 other women. (laughs) I did not think it would be that hard to connect with women because it's never been something that I struggle with in my life. And to very instantly hit a wall and be iced out and ostracized for the very small ways that I easily connect with women. That was hard because you question yourself. It was fucked up is what it was. (laughs) Yes. You can say it. It it was. I mean, it was was beyond fucked because now in this very small amount of time, I have to reanalyze, am I I a bad person? Do women like me? And you have to figure out how to apply that to a game. It's a lot to deal with. And when you have the larger conversations about race and gender, and how that all applies in one nanosecond, I mean, let's talk about it, y'all. It was not easy. Mm-hmm. Okay, real quick, and then I'm going to go back into the line. You still talk to Kyle? How, you know? All right, I'm going to think about that. I'm froze. Look, I'm going to let you think about that, and then we're going to come back to it, all right? Um, <laughs> for those of you... I'll, give you... I'll give you the real one. I've always come from a position of, like, I answer every question. You might not get the answer you want, but I will answer every question. Uh, but yeah, Kyle and I still exchange texts here and there. Um, I think it's like what I said in the house. There are a lot of people that want me to express anger and vitriol. And I don't have the energy to give that attention. Like it's not my responsibility. It's not my place to hold on to that coal because it's just going to burn me back even more. So I'm also not going to sit here and check in and say, okay, did you do this? Check. Yes. Okay. Like I'm not his tutor, but we do usually keep in contact and he does give me updates. So, yeah, that's where I am on that. Wait, Asante, can you give us backstory? I was was literally going to say, I was going to say for the, I was going to say for the listeners out there who are wondering who Kyle is. And uh, the question that I just asked, Kyle was one of the contestants in the house with Taylor who uh, actually at one point uh, decided to, Consider the fact that the possibility that there might be another alliance happening in the house similar to that of the cookout. And it just came off very um, racist, if you will. Mm. Um, And he got a lot of backlash from it. A couple other contestants in the house actually were the ones that brought the attention to the black players. I believe Michael and um, yes, Michael and Brittany. Um, there were two white players who actually got this information and later on they came back to the black players and were like, look, you know, we don't feel comfortable with how he's going about this alliance uh, or targeting the players of, you know, <clears throat> other demographics. And uh, Kyle tried to, well, it played out on TV. And I just wanted to know from Taylor if, you know, since TV has Kyle uh, progressed in a, an appropriate manner. But also, as she says, that's not her responsibility, which is one of the things that she said on TV to him, which I loved and appreciated. She said, I'm not the one that has to take the time out to teach you. I'm, and like you just said, I'm not your tutor. And I appreciated that. But I also wanted to know if he's still running up in your text messages trying to be like, look at the work I did, mommy. Because people do that as well. No, no, no. He, he's not asking for uh, progress checks. He's not making me responsible for his growth and progress. But when I do touch base with him, because, you know, we did have a good relationship in the house. Yeah. Was, let's be real, guys. Like, Kyle was one of the few people that was questioning my treatment. 
and his yes. analysis on the game, along with Joseph, led to the creation of the alliance that I was part of that allowed me to have my own freedom in the game. Kyle is someone that I felt comfortable with. Like we had a good friendship in the house. And I always come from a place of, of course, there are levels to, mm-hmm, offense, mm-hmm. right? Depending on how severe the offense is, that's going to determine how much I am willing to or not engage with somebody. And of course, who makes perfect sense. Pretty, pretty, pretty good sense to me. And this mm. is somebody who initially reacted in a way that rejected and denied. But then later came to the realization to say, no, I, I want to learn. I want to grow. This is not going to be easy, but it's something I want to engage with. And, you know, like I can work with that. I'm not going to sit here and engage mm-hmm. with someone that says, oh, I'm not racist, no matter what you say. He said, oh, you know what? You might be right about that. <laughs> and I can handle that. I can work with that. Amen. Okay. Um, I'm going to take it back. We're going to. We're going to appropriately come into the house, right? Because I'm trying to get to know you because I felt like when you walked in the house, I already did know you. I was like, oh, I, I know that girl. That's that girl. Like, she's our girl we ride in. Yeah. And I actually didn't, I didn't start the first episode or the second episode when it came out. I, the audience was like, you have to watch. Our, like, we, our a sister's on there. The house is acting up. So I literally caught up, like, episode three started watching the feeds. And from there on out, I was like, T- well, I mean, I was team Taylor like all day. Like I saw when you won your HOH, I saw when you got to listen to Renaissance, please don't tell me about it yet. We're going to come back to all of that. I just want you to know, like I am a Taylor Hale fan. And it wasn't just because you were the black girl on the show. It was like, you were the black girl on the show who had to put up with and deal with all that bullshit because you could have been cursing the motherfuckers out of every corner, but you weren't. And then you were intelligently telling them like you were telling them about themselves without making it seem like you were trying to explain to them, uh, you know, what they needed to understand. You were literally just like, look, this is where I'm coming from. This is what I have to deal with. This is how I'm playing the game. And you were asking good questions. You played the game so Mm -hmm. well, like your social game was amazing. Your your physical game, like the, the comps you won. You just did an overall amazing job. Like you are a a well-deserved winner. And I just have to, I I would be remiss if I didn't tell you like, like girl, you did that. Like like you did that. Because some queen. (laughs) Girl, you've done it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This is what I'm talking about. (laughs) like did you watch the season before with the cookout so first uh, thank you for the accolades it's i feel like it's never too late to receive your flowers so thank you that's right and sometimes i you know i've gone back i haven't watched the entire season um my entire season i've been meaning to ask you we'll get to that but i have not watched the entire (laughs) season i jump around from episode to episode sometimes uh but i i realized if you watch the back half of the episodes you see a male dominated competition driven path to the end. And that is really when a lot of my social decisions came into play and they didn't end up making the edit for TV, which really did me a disservice when I ended up winning the game because they're still to this day, people will say, Oh, well, you know, numbers don't lie. And that person won all these comps and had all the power and decision-making until the end and I don't understand how Taylor got this. She just guilted the jury and she slept away to the end. And 
Whoa. Yeah. Well, well it's not even a half. <laughs> when you sit here, I think that, that's the hard thing, right? Because mm. people go back to watch the show. That is what is entrenched in history. Mm. The live feeds have already they taken go. down. The live feeds yep. are usually up until about a month before the show re-airs. They're gone already. Um, yep. So people have to rely on super cut clips from the live feeds to understand the complexity of my social game and my maneuvering. And I hope that going into season 25 and moving forward, that the editing team, production team, whoever makes decisions has more or is more equipped to understand how to edit a show for TV that highlights mm. a social game. Because let's be real, mm. I was playing on the back foot. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. And when you are a producer on the show, you know, a lot of this is just my observations. This is not really based in like any conversations or anything. Um, but I have, I do have a lot of empathy for producers because for this particular show, you are building the plane as it's flying. Mm. It looks like the path to the end is by winning out and winning all these competitions. And you've got someone who's like having conversations, but you can't really tell if that's going to help impact someone's decision-making, but you have the concrete evidence of, okay, well, someone can make a decision based on how are they won. When you're building the plane as you're flying, you're going to put the body of the plane on before you put the seats on. <laughs> it's, it's complicated and I have a lot more grace, but I do hope that that's some of the lessons on the production side that they take away. Now, the question that you asked, I completely forgot because I'm vain and I was listening to myself talk. That's <laughs> all right. You're dropping gems, girl. Yeah. And, and even though, you know, these are conversations, like these are based on your observations, like you make very great points because when you would watch the feeds. Uh, another thing that I would catch up on is a uh, YouTube. Like whenever I would miss out on the feeds, the fans would make super cuts of things. They would be like uh, everything that happened the night before. So it's like, I was catching uh, things that they didn't even touch on the TV show. I was like, Oh hell no. Like watching on YouTube. Like what the fuck was that? So like, I feel you on that. Um, I think some of the, those uh, actually, I think some of those YouTube channels, they should get hired to do some of those, uh, the, the TV editing. Cause they do a great job mm. of not only, queuing in the drama but they queue in everything leading up to it as well or, or they're bringing it all back but um the question that i asked uh i completely forgot too because you were just doing such a great <laughs> job answering my you know answering you, that. i am curious um, were you oh i know what your question was now but i'm also curious were you a fan of the show or were any of you fans of big brother before i stepped on the scene <laughs> so no. I had only watched the cele- I had only watched the celebrity Big Brother edition. I had never been interested enough to watch uh, any of the regular episodes until the Cookout Alliance season happened. And I, since I wasn't watching that, I wanted to keep up with what was going on next time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And it just so motherfucking happened. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Boom, we ended up you got right lucky. there together. You got real lucky. I okay. mean, I w- there was a lot of hesitation going on after the cookout season. And that goes back to your question, Asante, that we both forgot. Uh, oh, yes. I did watch the cookout season, but only because maybe halfway through the show, it started popping up in my Twitter timeline. No, no, I'm mm-hmm. mostly on black mm-hmm. Twitter, mostly on drag race Twitter. Like I don't, and politics, <laughs> right? That's my fear. A girl with taste. <laughs> a question. So, <laughs> When the things start percolating into my feed, you know how this stuff will melt into your feed. Like, ooh, black people are doing something over here, but you don't know. Yeah, going to do something over here. I was like, ooh, what's this about? And uh, then I saw a supercut on TikTok 
of Tiffany mm. making the master plan. And I said, I have got to figure out what this is about. So I went back and I started from the first episode and caught up and finished in real time until they got to final six. I was like, I don't want to see black people turn on each other. I'm good. And then I, <laughs> for the finale night, I came back and watched X win. And you know, I was like, okay, good job. They did it. Woo. Go black people. I'm out. Like, I'm never watching the show again. It's not something for me. And then celebrity came around. Mm-hmm. Dana Moclear from the pageant world. She's the director of. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So I was really rooting for Shayna, and she did a really great job on her season. She mm-hmm. did. And my mom got addicted to the live feed. She would walk from room to room with her iPad. She was cooking and watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I was. And while that show was airing, is when I first got recruited. Um, the casting director that does Big Brother also does Amazing Race and Survivor. And mm-hmm. I've heard the story before. I was ori- originally Instagram DM'd about going on the Amazing Race. And I said, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a whole lot of moving parts to the Amazing Race. Like, I- <laughs> like, bring a friend on there and never speak to them again if it doesn't go well. Right. Like, I'm not doing all that. And then I talked to Fiverr and said, I'm not an outdoors ass bitch. So, big brother, mm. what do you think? And that's how the casting process started for me. So it's just... And that was going to be my question. Like, how did you get involved in the first place? What was... Were you watching it and similar to the pageantry where you're like, let me look into this and apply or... It was was the whole situation. It happened that I got the DM Valley Amazing Race and I said no to the survivor. And I I basically turned it into Big Brother. I was like, I know of this because I watched last season. I'm watching celebrity now. Can't hurt. I was on the back half of being Miss Michigan USA. I didn't have anything really lined up. I could have mm. pursued my independent personal styling business, but I said, okay, well, maybe. Why not? Why, yeah. why say no? Wow. But I did it. <laughs> and what was the process like? Like once you agreed, what were the steps up until getting on TV to day one of being on Big Brother? Like, did you have to send in a video still? Right. What? Like what did it look like? So it's a little bit different when you get recruited from when you apply. A lot, like, like over 20,000 people apply annually for the show. I could imagine. Yeah. yeah. And this is, I looked at it in the same way that I looked at it um, like I was competing for Miss USA. For a lot of people, this is their lifelong dream. And if you're listening and you don't want to go on Big Brother, but you want to try another reality show, like pay attention. <laughs> a lot of these TV shows are people's lifelong dreams. Going to Miss USA, though it was a new lifelong dream, it was a massive accomplishment that I wanted to have, and I put in the work for it. Mm. Once I saw that people hold Big Brother in the same light that I held Miss USA, I said, hold on, I got to do my research, (laughs) respect the fan base. I want to make sure that if I'm doing this, I'm not going to get in there and just be the pretty girl that flails out and set furniture that people have no respect for that people blow up the casting team saying why'd you put this girl here she does absolutely nothing so as i was going through the process um i did not submit a video but i did still have to fill out the application and give it to the casting person um Mm -hmm. from there we did an interview similar to this it was on uh, skype Mm. and that was sent to higher ups and the network I, i don't know who saw the videos and from there, we were like, okay, you're moving a step forward. And then that led to, uh, I think at that point, we did uh, psych testing and like 
Like, no. How them other crazy motherfuckers end up in the house then? Okay. You had to go through psych tests. Who administered the test? Harris <laughs> Harris? Like I don't understand why. <laughs> how, how did they make it through? Okay, I guess. Okay. Well, we don't know what they're looking for, Dustin. I know. <laughs> Apparently, we don't. Because I know what I've been looking for: sanity, okay, <laughs> competence. You know what I'm saying? All of those things. But okay. crazy concept, crazy concept. But yeah, you do something, yeah. and you do. Um, I don't want to call it mental fitness, but like there was math, there was some math and some English comprehension that was going on. Like, oh wow! Yeah. Okay. It was interesting, uh, and then uh, it went to you interview with. A team of people in casting and then if you make it past that round your final round of interviews is with the biggest highest up head honchos at cbs and you know, mm-hmm. i was acting a fool i took a shot before they popped up because yeah. <laughs> i wanted to be loose and fun i was talking about yeah. i was like my nipples used to be pierced and <laughs> my nipples used to be pierced and i like to sit on people's faces Woo, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Also, misogyny, whatever. <laughs> but it was it was fun. I think some people get so buttoned up, like it's a corporate interview, but you're looking for personalities. So whether you're going yeah. Survivor, Amazing Race, Big Brother, The Bachelor, um, and we can get into all the other shows that reached out to me in that time frame, just be a fun character. Be the most fun and authentic and vulnerable version of yourself because nobody wants to see a one-dimensional person on TV. And I think that's right. why the audience connected so much with me because I was willing to show so many different sides of me, good, bad, ugly, funny, sarcastic, snarky, vulnerable. We're all human beings looking to screens to mirror what we see in our daily life or expose mm-hmm. us to what we don't have in our daily life. That's what I like about reality TV. So if you understand that during the casting process, you're going to do really well. Mm. I don't know. They recruited people. Yeah. That's interesting. So they're just kind of like looking through different personalities on social media, seeing like maybe this person would be good for the show. Yeah. Definitely. I guess I never considered that. I yeah. know. But at the end of the day, people have a job to do. So could you go right. through the thousands of applications? Then they do. But does that mean they're going to get a right match for who's good for TV or good for the show? Right. Game? No. Look, someone from my season got recruited off of LinkedIn. Someone got recruited off of TikTok. I got off of LinkedIn. Off of LinkedIn, yes. Mm. <laughs> um, Shit. I got, so they're actively <laughs> looking, huh? Active, actively <laughs> looking. You get the notifications. Yeah. But, you know, there's a whole list of shows um, that I've been recruited for. Big Brother. Um there's some new show Reese Witherspoon is producing about finding love in Paris. I was recruited for that before. I know the first season of um, FY Island, I was recruited to be one of the. Oh no. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And I saw show. Maybe they could have used you on there. girl. All these shows pop up that I see and I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember I got a DM about that one. It's like, (laughs) That is so funny. Would you consider doing any other shows? Like, will you keep it going? Um, I don't see myself being a competition reality show. Like, that. I don't see Ooh. competition reality. So you're not going to be a, a, the challenge girl? Hell you're not no. going to be one of those? Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no. The ultimate getaway. <laughs> I, no, the challenge is like the uh, like the the, uh, the real world role rules now. Like, they yeah. just go on a bunch right. of, type of uh, endurance comps all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe having to eat bugs, hanging upside down and shit. Like, Carrying each other naked and that. stuff. It's like, I would mm-hmm. be down. 
to me, you picked like a marquee you. show, a marquee franchise to be a part of. You won your season. There's a level of of uh, there's a level of legitimacy, you know, and 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 impact there that is not replicated in those other miscellaneous ass shows. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, they, people will remember you. They know who you are. You're not just a, another competitor on one of these dumb ass shows. So I think you made the right choice. You know what I mean? And that was primetime television, which is right. already a, a much Different bigger scale. Game. Yeah, for real. We're not the same. You can say it, Taylor. We're not the same. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sing it. I'll sing it. Everything else shows yeah, it's not. I mean, you know, I love that. But is there another show that could follow that? You know what I mean? Like, if you would consider, what show would that be? Yeah, look, I would out? not say, and I've I've got a couple years with the Paramount Global Family, so I got to keep it mm-hmm. keep it in house. But ultimately, mm-hmm. right, I wouldn't say no to being like a friend of of a housewife. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, mm-hmm. I can see no that. To, um, that new summer house, Martha's Vineyard, that popped up. Yes, I, I know you a summer house girl. <laughs> I can see myself being in more of your your lifestyle ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see how it all pans out. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you a question, and then you know, into what we're here now, and then we're gonna go back a little bit. Okay, um, because we're talking. You just said summer house and the house friend of housewife. Give me three reasons to watch Housewives of Miami because that's just one franchise. I just I know I know it's you're like it's your favorite. I just have never watched and I just I trust you. So I'm trusting <laughs> you to convert me to watch and watch. Okay. Well, number one, we support women of color. So Amen. Always the women living their wealthy lifestyles. Here's what I will also say. I appreciate obscene lavish wealth being shown on the housewives franchises and this is no yes potomac girls because i love potomac girls but if you put the big counts of potomac <laughs> against beverly hills i am so much more interested in the drama that happens with the wealthiest that have no real problems and i say that loosely but you know what i mean Yes. You apply a beverly hills bank account and you migrate that down to messy ass miami with some mm-hmm. I'm so thank you. I'm not. I didn't know that's. I'm what not we're... even done. Now you got <laughs> you got a sloppy, sloppy premier plastic surgeon who likes to throw mm-hmm. parties with hoes that are my mm-hmm. younger, married to a beautiful forty year old woman who is appropriate for his age and looks like she's twenty five, body better mm-hmm. than mine, and he goes and talks about I'm in love with somebody else. I'm not having sex with my wife anymore. You want to watch how that plays out and you want to root for Miss Lisa. And then he told her to get the fuck out. Yes, he did. He told her she got to get the fuck <gasps> out. Yeah. What? what? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving the girl. Not, me, add, not me adding this to my watch list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he said, he said some shit about like, uh, if I didn't tell you, she was like, I can't believe you, you know, telling me I had to get out. Or if I didn't tell you, just sit around here and wait for the court to kick you right. out. Right. Get the fuck out. Like, we're married, bitch. Gosh, my heart is broken. <laughs> and she had just got through telling, not too much on Miami, we get back to you, but she had just got through arguing with Larsa mm-hmm. about Larsa telling her she couldn't afford her lifestyle and shit. And talking then, about, talking about, what do you mean I have a mortgage? I don't have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. You don't pay a mortgage. <laughs> and, and, and baby. Mm. <laughs> next, thing, next thing you knew, she was jazzed on the Fresh Prince. Ah! <laughs> 
<laughs> and then the other housewife that was on Ultimate Getaway talking about her husband at his funeral, she found out he was gay because his oh, lover yeah, came. Alexia. And Alexia. Listen, I was like, oh my. <laughs> it is top tier rich bitch mess. <laughs> you, Alexia looked like Donald Duck. Don't she? <laughs> no, 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 no. She's I'm funny. Pro Duck right now. I'm pro Duck. No, is that Daffy that's singing? No, that's oh, oh singing to Beyonce. Beyonce. Oh, okay. Uh, t- you asked the question earlier, uh, Taylor, actually, and I want to answer it. I watched, so I initially started watching Big Brother with my mom, who I called Shout before we started recording. We love your mom. We love your mom. <laughs> my mom, she was like, she's like, tell her she is beautiful and we love her. Just tell her she is everything. And you are. I, look, I already felt that. So that was for me and my mama, just so you know. I love you. But um, yeah. We literally watched like the earlier seasons. I remember when like Monica was on there in like season two. Like I remember like the black people in the early, early days, yeah. like Marcellus. Like I remember all those people. But then, you know, I fell off for a time because it was like, you know, what are we doing here? So many other things came out. Uh, so many shows with more black people on them were coming out. So there was just no reason for me to really stick around yeah. until the cookout. The cookout happened. All these black people playing. The plan is going. Tiffany is killing. Everybody's arguing now. Like the, the the cookout was probably one of the best roller coasters I've experienced in an extremely long time on a reality show. So that's why I had to come back, and I came back for you. And I'm so happy that you were there, but or so happy that you won. Not not only were you there, but you won and deservingly won, so man. because oh. there was just so much. There were so many things that that's weren't right. even part of the game that you already had to deal with. And then coming into the house, dealing with all of these people, bringing extra whatever to the house. I really don't want to name these people off, but, you know, I have my own hit list. <laughs> so can I get my shots off? Yes or no? Love the chopper saying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was not feeling how Paloma, you know, did that whole rah-rah, crazy, emotional roller coaster thing. For those of you listening, Paloma was a contestant who... I'm going to just be real. Maybe she didn't know how to play the game. Like Paloma came in there and was just all over the place. She was a contestant that came in on some emotional warfare type ish, but then she was just very conniving. She was very vicious, but for whatever reason to the majority of the house, she had this like good girl act going on. So she was able to make Taylor the villain, like out the gate. I want to know when you first walked into the house, what your first impressions of people were. (laughs) It's funny because, and I won't speak too much about what happened with the diary room. For those who don't know, the diary room is like our confessional. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they, they don't give you information in the diary room. And uh, I remember being in there. So they'll ask the same question. What are your first impressions on all the people in the house? Day one. <laughs> I, like, I don't know these people. I don't know their name. I think they're like, kind of cool, but I don't know. I don't know. I just got here three days ago. What do you mean? So, uh, people will ask you, what are your first impressions? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Well, we have the one that was, you know, over in the corner. I'm like, who can I get a name? And they're like, no, we can't give you their name. So what am I supposed to give you? Like, yeah. I, the first impressions that you make on people overall are, oh, they're kind of cool. I remember the most distinct first impressions I had were 
Michael's being kind of quiet, and I think that's going to work. And then nominations happen, and he goes on the block. And I was like, I am destroyed because I really want to work with Michael. Uh, for those who don't know, Michael is a nerdy-looking gay man, white gay man, lanky, <laughs> tall, um, doesn't look like he'd be great at competitions. And he was the competition beast of our season. It looked like he was on his way out the door that first week. He won. I'm glad that you were not evicted because Michael, I was, he was the, he was my runner up, but I still like really needed you to win. So I'm glad that you, but Michael was a great game player. So if there was one person I was like, they, they got to be in it. Like I liked, I loved watching you two's relationship play out, how y'all were looking out for each other, even how he was willing to turn on Britney for you and, and then Britney's little drama towards the end. Britney's another contestant in the house who wasn't, she was cool. Britney was cool. Compared to some of how the other girls acted, I'm going to leave Britney with cool, you know? So so I, I give all that backstory to say uh, the two people who were up for elimination at first were the oldest person in the house, who was also a black man, and this like stereotypically lanky, tall, gay, white dude. And mm-hmm. I feel kinship with both of them because I have friends and people in my life that are so much like them. And I know the way the world treats people like that. Mm. So I didn't have the opportunity to really make first impressions because first impressions only get you so far in a game that lasts up to 90 days. And I knew Mm. that I wanted to protect both of these people who are up for elimination. So I felt that I was being pushed out and ostracized, but for my game, and for what I stand for, it was really important to me to find a way to protect and ultimately work with both of them. Now, it played out a little bit differently. You can only play with mm-hmm. yourself. <laughs> and Asante, I'm sure we'll get into that because <laughs> y'all got some faces <laughs> over here. Um, but as far as making first impressions in the house, you can have a first impression, but if it's actually going to pan out in your favor, that's where you have to be very judicious. Mm. So with that, did you also... Did you have a game plan going into the house or were you kind of the same way? Like you were just kind of like, I'm going to play it and I'm going to figure it out as I go. Or did you kind of at least at the very least know how you were going to go about doing certain things? Yeah. Look, again, you got missing geniality walking in the house. I'm thinking it's not hard for me to make friends. I'm not the most social person, but I can create bonds very easily. And that will Mm -hmm. likely put me in a position where I can be in the majority alliance from there. You make individual connections with people in the alliance. You protect some people outside of the alliance, or at least give them the illusion that you are. That was always my game plan. I walked in from the backyard once the cameras cut on uh, premiere night, and I very quickly recognized this is not going how I expected it to go. Now, thank God, because I was still not giving up on relationships I was building, I was able to be in the majority alliance that reformed in week three, which is very rare. Um, The outsiders realized that they were the outsiders and they united to create what we call the leftovers. Mm -hmm. That very rarely, if never, happens in Big Brother. And as a viewer, it is so hard to watch season after season when you see the majority alliance. You don't like the majority alliance and you wish the people on the outside would get together and reclaim power in the house. We did that. But it's because I maintained relationships, even at my lowest points, that I was able to be in that alliance. So the plan, ultimately, that I wanted to have got to form, but it took a lot to get there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were on the block six times. 
as a, as a finale, yeah. And a 12-week game. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> On the block is when you're, you could possibly go home when you're be eliminated. Is it normally like you versus someone else, like bottom two mm-hmm. type thing? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. It, it, bottom two. And then that one week it was a bottom three, right? Because like the Festy, be- what, or were you part of the Festy, Bessie, the, the, the threesome or whatever? I did not sit on the block as a quote unquote Festy, Bestie. There okay, was yeah. in the game where if one person had to be nominated, their group that they were attached to had to go up on the block. This season had a lot of twists and there turns. Was. There, it had some... twists. It had personal twists. There was a lot going yes. on. Y'all. Is the structure similar to um, the circle, in the sense that like you're ever, you're just trying to be cool enough for everybody to not get voted out every week, but except you're seeing each other and staying in a house together, as opposed to like the quarantine style separation. Yeah. Okay. That's the element of it. We actually would tell other people in the house what shows we thought they'd do well on, and there were a couple people I'd be like, "You'd be really good on the circle." I'd say, "What is it?" It's, <laughs> right, brother, but you're in your own room, and you don't see right, anybody. right. This but lock up. Yeah. <laughs> so Taylor, this is my question. It's not so much related to like the plot of the show, but just like your experience, right? Because low key, I don't talk about it a lot, but I'm claustrophobic like a motherfucker, right? <laughs> so like, like that's why I sleep on flights, all that shit, because it's just something about being confined. That's how I know. Like, I'm not a person that can go to jail. Not going for no long term. But you know. <laughs> but so, so what was it like being like away from the news, away from the internet? You don't have your phone. There's really no windows per se in this in the structure. Because oh, you can't leave the house at all no. for any reason. Mm-hmm. Oh. For 12 weeks, you said? 12 weeks. There is a backyard. Oh, no. <laughs> half of it. There is a backyard that we have access to <gasps> two days, maybe if we're lucky, three days out of the week. That's the only time you see the No. There's <laughs> air. There's, there's nothing. There is nothing except for the studio lot that the house is on. It's right. a studio. It'd be like... I mean, down on the same lot was the old set of Will and Grace. It'd be like if you mm-hmm. moved to the Will and Grace set, right? Mm-hmm. That's, That's where my twin bed was for 12 weeks over the summer. Washer dryer mm-hmm. is in the backyard. You want to do your laundry? You better do it in the two days you have access to the sun outside. Wow. Yep. <sighs> So you don't have on-demand access to services like that. Like to me, as a contestant, you if your clothes are dirty, the motherfuckers should make sure that your shit gets washed. You know, you have to do it on a yes, schedule. So. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're cooking your own food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No Uber Eats. People. No Uber Eats. No DoorDash. Nothing. No, no. <laughs> so they're just no. providing. No. They're providing like all the food, and if you need like bathroom stuff. I'll tell you this. I miss having that pantry because it was it was like yes. every store. Unlimited groceries, snacks, fresh fruits well, and vegetables. That be all, like I, Christmas. I would be all right then. <laughs> I, I, I miss that pantry looked like Christmas. <laughs> so the pantry was good. You're what back. about like... Like, oh, so like I, I have to have fresh air and shit. Like you can't like open a window. There's no access to anything other than the limited time you get on the yard. Yeah, like you're in jail on the yard. (laughs) Literally literally on the yard, jail, basically. When they say house guests were closing the backyard, it's time to go inside. 
You walk in, you close the sliding door, and you watch that garage door. They call it Blast Shield. No, I was so crying. Well, then they they understand that this is this is like a pressure cooker to create more tension and drama. Because who the hell can do that for three months? That's crazy. I did. And one. Okay. And one. (laughs) Wow. I did not know. Oh, but Dustin, okay. so your question was oh, yeah. um, about not knowing about news or anything else happening. I didn't know the queen died until I left the house. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah. I think the most shocking thing was just like the way that Ivana Trump died when someone told me about that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was still weird. Weird. Tricky. So I didn't know about that. Um, I was before the sequester period. So if you're not familiar, we get sequestered for up to two weeks before moving into the Big Brother house. Mm-hmm. What? So they fly in, they from <laughs> their home to a hotel where it's basically mini big brother like i saw one person a day three times a day that delivered breakfast lunch and dinner i could call and say like hey can i get a movie and they'd bring a movie down on those early 2000s portable dvd players that are like wow (laughs) oh wow yeah Um, that was i was in there for 12 days some people were there for 14 days um but i remember i was the last person to know about the um Dobbs decision about Roe v. Wade being mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was the one that went in the house and told people about that but that was the mm. last real news information that we were able to have so there's you don't know updates you don't know about any tragedies that are happening across the country unless it like directly impacts you or is significant enough so yeah it's a crazy crazy experience you weren't there when renaissance dropped I mean I wasn't there when it dropped but I got it eventually Okay, <laughs> when you won HOH? Yes. Okay, yes. so tell Okay, so uh for those listening, HOH <laughs> head of household is uh the title that you get if you win a competition. Right. Uh, you're awarded private quarters. Basically the shit. Yeah, tell us about all the stuff the perks that come with HOH. Woo, there's a whole laundry list. Uh, literally. So you actually uh have a wash and fold service that will do your laundry. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, a literal laundry list. Yes. I'd have to win HOH yeah. every week. No, because <laughs> <laughs> you get a a robe that has HOH embroidered mm. on it. I have mine. It's laying on the thing over there. Cute. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And then you actually get a private king size bed that's upstairs in a room on its own. You get a bathtub. You get a shower that has three shower heads in it. You get Ooh. your own toilet, double vanity sinks. And you get a basket that has all your favorite goodies that you wrote down before moving into the house. You say, these are my favorite drinks, snacks. Mm. And you also get a letter from home, which wonders for keeping you in the game. I Mm. bet. You get to have one album that you request, and they download (gasps) that album onto an iPod shuffle. So there's no screen or anything. How cute. Yeah. So you get to listen to your own music. You get to see letters from home, eat all your favorite snacks. And as it pertains to the game, you are the person that has the power to put two people on the block. Um, And if someone comes off the block from winning power, you get to re-nominate somebody else. So it's a really significant power to have in the game. How many times were you HOH? I won HOH twice. I was Mm. the only woman to win HOH twice. And there were only two women to win HOH my season, and we were both black women. Fire. <laughs> I would have been in there eating red vines listening to Cleo So. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. Old Twizzlers girl. So. <laughs> Speaking of the other black girl, uh, shout out to Jasmine and Muffin Gate. What's so, Muffin Gate? Muffin Gate. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of like little side things that happen in the house on the feeds. Uh, Jasmine was one of the contestants who uh, I think she hurt her leg earlier on in the competition, and she had made some muffins and had them sitting out and somebody took a bite of her muffin, which mm-hmm. sent her on this investigation a rag to find of out who oh. a ragamuffin. <laughs> a ragamuffin he was because Turner was the one, uh, another contestant who had bitten to her muffin, but you know, he was he was giving Jasmine a little hell. And honestly, Jasmine from a TP perspective was annoying me a little bit. So I felt like she deserved it. So I allowed it to happen. No shade. <laughs> On her birthday, she had all of us uh, make her a oh. card. We can't write anything. There's no pens, no papers, no pencils. You can't write anything in the house. And so she convinced one of her friends in the house to have us all do uh, nail polish on our thumbs and put thumbprints on a giant card, which is really a Cheerios box that we had to break down. <laughs> so we could push her out. Yeah, I was really in prison for real. <laughs> <laughs> to entertain yourself in that house there's, there's nothing to do except for eat sit and look at each other lift some weight <laughs> oh my god i'm sorry what about i'm just gonna ask like so what about weed like what if i wanted to smoke weed while i was in the house like they can't go give me no weed or like what's it's the, legal what's out the there, policy right? right legal in california but nationally it is not it is still illegal substance nationally so no there was no weed smoking and there yeah, you i mean we cigarettes in there um but Ooh. we didn't have anyone Lord. that smoked and if you do bring cigarettes in there you have to bring your own supply that could last up to 90 days so oh. like if you run out they're not going to that's on you yeah. yeah so you better bring some nicotine patches or something this is the friend zone. Friend zone. Friend zone. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. What about romantic relationships? Is that allowed? Hold on real fast, friend. Right before you do that. Uh-huh. Um, 
I would like to preface <laughs> this part with, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, I, I, I forget to include, you had a well-rounded game. You had a well-rounded experience. You literally came back from any and every scenario possible. People historically that end up in a uh, friend that you asked about romantic relationships, they're known in this as showmances. Uh, people that Not traditionally showmances. enter in showmances don't uh, <laughs> do well on this show. And you came back from showmances or showmance. And I'm going to give you the floor to talk about whatever you want, because I don't want to put out anything or talk about anything that might be uncomfortable. So no, 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 I'm curious. You you go ahead and set the stage and I'll, I'll take it. Well, because, you know, I was real mad on that last leg. Yeah. I mean, not because of because I understand. I understand why you did what you did. You know, break you down, break it down for everybody. OK, OK, OK. So Taylor. And you could please correct me at any point, because, you know, it's been it's been some time now. Um, Taylor had the interest of a gentleman in the house by the name of Joseph. Uh, We love Joseph. We like Joseph. We see it for Joseph, right? Uh, Saw for Joseph all throughout the house. There was a moment in time in the house with Joseph where uh, there was a a moment where the house had to actually split. So half of the contestants had to bring you. You're going to hate this next part. Half (laughs) the contestants got to stay in the house and the other half of the contestants had to live in the backyard. So for a week, Live in the backyard under what conditions? This guy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> they got a pork potty. They got <gasps> beans and sausages and like a little hot plate that they could put their food on. What that girl say? This thing went from worse to worser. <laughs> <laughs> Not y'all was camping. <laughs> what me? Well, she, uh, look, look, Taylor was on the winning no, team. No, she, Not y'all. <laughs> yeah, Taylor was on the half that got to stay in the house. Joseph was one of the people that was in the half outside of the house. All I, you know, without being too long winded, Joseph somehow ended up getting eliminated or or ended up on the block because of his actions outside of the house. And it looked like he betrayed Taylor. And so from what you're trying to say, he was fucking somebody outside. No, 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 no. I'm trying to say like a lot played into it. Like, you know, there was some deception. Some people didn't lie on his ass. And then some people didn't expose the damn alliance. Like a whole lot of stuff went down. Right. So Taylor, all she know is Joseph and Turner. Joseph asked God, he he eliminated at the house. The people that don't know, that aren't supposed to know about the alliance, know about the alliance. So Taylor feel like he didn't turn at this point, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's perceived that he's turned. We don't actually know what's going on. All I know is because of her showmance to Joseph, now that he's out the house and we feel betrayed, Taylor's still going to do what Taylor still wants to do. And, you know, Monty was looking kind of eye, another contestant in the house, another black man in the house. And so Taylor decided to, you know, have a little fun. And we was living for that. We was living for Taylor having fun. Now, me and mine's was mad at Monty because we had seen how Monty had been all throughout, but we could not blame you for that during that because we was like, we know she don't know this, so we can't hold that against her. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm sorry. I'm I'm really trying to tone it down. You have to know I would have been cursing a lot more than I am to. now. No, because Monty he, Monty, he really pissed me off how he came in the house trying to act like, oh yeah, you know I'm about my sisters. But the first black woman that shared something with him, game related, he goes back and tells all the other people in the house and so when they done lied about your ass he's sitting up here talking about I, it just it's disappointing to me that a sister would do that like it was just 
but I mean, he was notoriously known on social media as Uncle Tom. I just really <laughs> did not appreciate him and Terrence actually were getting a lot of flack for their actions in the house and deservedly so. And, <clears throat> you know, I don't know if you've seen Swarm. But a lot of people, myself included some days, really felt like we had to deliver the bad news or, or put down the, the iron fist when Terrence and Monty were stepping out of line because they acted like they were so like pro-black, pro-this. You literally were pro-women from day one to the end. Like even when Paloma had you in that shit, you didn't say, y'all, she is lying. Like there's something crazy going on. Like you didn't you didn't speak. You just let everything play out. And America was like, you know what? You gonna get yours on the end, and you did, a Taylor eight hundred K hell. You did. <laughs> Say my so name. I, so I wanted to put all of that out there, and I will let you discuss what you want to discuss, how you want to discuss it about the possibility of romantic relationships. Yes, in the about house. show about your showmance or showmances. Right. So showmances. Again, if we've kind of talked about and around the show and explained where necessary. Um, but a big part of Big Brother is that there are 24-7 live feed cameras. and That's nuts. Right. And it's not that these are cameras that are just always recording you. They are cameras that are always on and projecting out to the world. So if I wanted to go to BigBrother.com right now and Big Brother were happening, I could see person A and B having a conversation in the bedroom. You can also, because of the nature of live feeds, see people spark romantic relationships Mm. And you can see the beginning of physical relations. Mm. Well, thankfully, the people who run the feeds are kind enough to cut away because, you know, we're not trying to make porn for everybody. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah, also, so shit goes down. Yeah, they but... hit you with the sign. If you're watching the feeds, they'll hit you with the sign that says, we'll be back. Yep. Oh, what they were doing, What they were doing this season, they were like just showing like some kittens playing or something yeah. when the feeds would disappear. Oh, yeah. But you wow. can like really, you can literally like, get, get it, it in. Yeah, yeah. People have sex in the oh. house. I'm not the first person to have sex in the Big Brother house. Like, yeah. Oh, that's fire. People have played this game and had sex with multiple people in one season, right? Yes. So I mean, That's literally know, nothing else to do. <laughs> right. That's the like, thing. I brought a <laughs> sequester period. Like, you could bring... Yeah. I brought all my, my hot tools, my hair tools, mm-hmm. and my vibrator so that I could show up on finale night. Come on. Fresh and fresh, okay? <laughs> And I was oh, ready. Right. <laughs> she was. Just enough. <laughs> Yo, this is like blowing my mind. Yeah. I did not know. What a progressive show. <laughs> well, uh, that's a good question. Because listen, look, my last good vibe was 70 something days. And mm. when 70 something days go by and the person that you actually really had a deep connection with I, Joseph and I connected very strongly. He was one of the first few people to really stand up for me and defend me and push back against the narrative that was going for me in the house. Yeah. Um, when you have that person that is so strong to you, who tells you your, my pitch the first week was keep me in this house and I will be your shield. And he came mm-hmm. back a couple days later and said, you're not a shield, you're a sword. Keep fighting. Don't give up in this game. Mm-hmm. Joseph would always speak life into me. He would always remind me who I am because it's very easy to forget when you're being told you are something else. Right. We bonded personally. We could see that there was a romantic interest beginning to spark. Mm-hmm. And he let me create what I called a fomance because he was so well connected to the women in the house that despised me at the time. 
mm-hmm. through that foment, I was able to exist as a human being and build stronger connections and relationships through the house. And so I always grappled with what is this game where my strongest relationships are through other men. That was very crushing for me as someone who wanted yeah. to play a women forward game. But again, you play with the cards that you're dealt. So when the split house twist happens and Joseph is outside and I'm inside and Joseph is battling against another showman. So that's actually, I think at that point, uh, have sex in the house, had been very clearly romantically interested in each other. The whole house knew that this was a legitimate showman that was fully shown in the episodes. Joseph and I are showman's foemance that didn't make the episodes. So when Joseph has to battle outside against a real showman's and he gets eliminated and they come back inside and they tell me he lied about you to you. Everything that you thought about him is fake. The bracelet that he wears that represents his family and everything, his morals and principles, that was all a lie. What? Um, he was using you to get farther in the game. He under the bus. When people are telling you this and you've been on the block at that point four times, I believe. And you've seen other people completely spin out when they're on the block, regardless of the relationship and the person that you think, you know, you've still only known these people for <laughs> a very short days. amount of time. Right. Yeah. And you can see people's personality flip when they are put up against adversity. Mm-hmm. So without just mm-hmm. defend himself. And for me fighting to get to the end of this game, all I could do was either be slightly wary, but mostly taking these words at face value and figuring out a way to move forward. That doesn't mean that I gave up on my emotions for Joseph or that anything didn't linger, but I had to prioritize something else because God, you guys, what if all that had been true and I'm playing this whole game and I get to the end and I'm like, I did it for you, Joseph. I did it for us. Yeah. And he's like, Oh God. <laughs> yep. I ain't know us. You like, especially being a black woman, being mm-hmm. a woman yep. game and play it differently for women. I did not want my entire identity in this game to be tied to a relationship I had in the house. Yeah. Yep. So I moved forward and said, I will deal with this when I deal with it. Come finale night, I will see him. And I even planned this. I was like, I'm going to see him on finale night. I don't know if I'm going to hug him. I'm just going to look at him and say, I don't know who you are. And we'd sit down and figure it out. Right. <laughs> I, move okay. I move on in the game. And I'm a horny girl. Notoriously horny girl. <laughs> When you got someone else in front of you, two consenting adults who yep. agree to hook up, and I have no contact. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> now, there are larger conversations that be had about the way that this person spoke to me after we hooked up, the way that this person talked about me after we hooked up, um, the larger narrative and messages that I still receive to this day about how I chose to play the game, how I disgraced women by fucking my way to the end, sleeping my way to the end, this, this, and From that. a bunch of people who ain't getting none. Hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stress out. Once again, not the same. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but when I played this game, I was always thinking about what is this going to mean outside? Mm-hmm. I even told the person I had sex with, please don't tell anybody in this house because I know what is going to happen to me, not just from a game perspective, but personally. Right. Mm-hmm. How that's going to reflect on me. It's not fair, and you don't have that same burden. Mm-hmm. So, look, I had sex, <laughs> period. 
a couple All times right. at our house. And <laughs> Look, <laughs> we we right. we love you. We love you more for it. <laughs> you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, like you can't change me. You can't only change because God given right. Because, like, I, as I said to you, you know, unfortunately, the you know the other person sucked uh, outside of sex. Because I don't know, obviously, about in the bedroom. But as I said, you know, they was nice to look at, so I wasn't mad at that play. But then when they started acting up and shit, I was like, see, this is why I don't like your ass uh, to his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but one Just like major real life, you end up giving somebody some, and they see you know they didn't got on your damn nerves. You like. like <laughs> literally what he did and I can, okay so let's take me back to finale night then what yeah. did you do when you saw Joseph did did you do exactly that or did you kind of have some time where you just well, like on a vibe then so Julie uh, Julie Chan Mubez gave Joseph the floor to kind of clear the air and saw <laughs> that Terrence was nodding in agreement saying you know it was all a lie Joseph didn't betray you oh and no I like this up actually because I have seen clips of Joseph in the backyard saying, Taylor, Brittany, and Michael have a final three. When you are in that position outside and you are going up against everybody, because, you know, there's no one better to talk about this than me who was going up against the entire house for three weeks. When you are in a position, you will say any game information that is going to put you in the position you want to be in so you can work with the people you actually want to work with. Joseph didn't out of nowhere say, Taylor, Brittany, and Michael have a final three, and that's new information that you didn't know, and now you have to work with me. (laughs) He was confirming to people on the outside, yeah, those three have a final three, obviously, as we all know. So now that I'm leaning into this, let's all work together and get them out. And then he turns the other way and is like, there's no way in hell I'm going to do that. I'm going to say what I got to say to get in the house and warn the people and work with, with the people. So I can play all that. Sorry, that gets on my nerves because people still try to be like, Joseph did betray you, you stupid girl. What are you talking about? He didn't. He didn't. No. So when Julie Chen on finale night gives Joseph the opportunity to clear the air and my number one opposition is confirming that this person really did have my back. (laughs) Yikes. I get out the house (laughs) and there we were on a Zoom call with, the producers saying, Hey, everybody, great season. Thanks for everything. Um, social media is probably going to be crazy. Everybody was on this Zoom. Everybody was on the Zoom. How was, how were people looking? Was everybody smiling and being fake or were some people like kind of like over it? Sorry, well, my, I, I mean, I just saw them. I just hugged them all when I won $800,000. So, what does it matter? Period. <laughs> right. Because I want to I wanna know who, I want to know who, like, who you want to run up and just be like, bitch with an egg <laughs> on their face. Like, that's. I'm sorry. I'm just so petty. I, I'm I get really it. Bad. There are so many times now that I wish I'd been petty or said something sly, but I also know that if I were to do those things, it would have turned into, see, you didn't yep. see her on the feed. That's yep. exactly who she really is. And it would have blown mm-hmm. it something more. And especially having this fat ass bank account that I'm carrying on my phone. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> like, I don't have to worry about that. And I have other opportunities that I'm not going to mess up just so I can prove a point to other people. Y'all go That's ahead. That's right whatever pennies that you have rub them together. I hope you make something out of it. Godspeed in your own life. I have my own path that I'm on and I, I love that. not play with dogs that have fleas. I, that's just not the game that I play. Mm. But and, and, and she won. Ain't nothing you motherfuckers can ever do about it. <laughs> ha ha. At the end of the day, she won and y'all can't do Y'all can talk all the shit you want. You can throw all the dirt on her name. You want, you can try to attach her to what she won because it's you won. 
And all you ever have to do is just look at them and smile because you won. That's it. And it's going to kill them every fucking time. I love being on that side of shit. (laughs) And it was $800,000? The first place prize is $750,000. So I won $750,000. And then I was also the first person to win the America's Favorite Player vote as well as the entire game. So that was an additional $50,000. What? Yo. That's different. Well deserved. Well deserved. <laughs> America's favorite player. Wow. That's fire. That's a lot of fucking money. I had no idea they were even playing with that kind of money on those shows. That's the thing. I look at these massive franchises like Drag Race. You win $100,000. Right. Wow. I look or at like Love Island. Don't you only get like 50K or something? Because you split it. Oh. Right. With the person. Wow. And that's ask me oh do you want to do these other shows and i'm like what's the prize money no right (laughs) you gotta pay you really gotta pay yeah Yeah, those are big shoes to fill all right finale night (laughs) right he said back to the t so (laughs) uh my mom's ready to buck up and fight some people because yes so we we escort her away and they take us all (laughs) in full dressing room where they give us laptops they give us all macbooks and a handler and we're all on a Zoom call, and I see Joseph's face in one of these boxes, and I was like, "Oh!" I tell I tell my hand, I'm like, "He's so good." And <laughs> a chat pops up directly to me, and it's just him. He goes like, "Hi," and I see his screen. He's looking kind of sheepish, and I was like, "Oh my god, we should not be messaging like <laughs> who people are going to be mad at you for." So we start messaging each other, and I was like, "He looks so good." Um, they gave me a schedule for media and press. I wasn't leaving until like 1145 at night. I said, here's my number. Like, please put in your phone, write it down. Text me. I'm here until 1145. I have to see you tonight. And my best friend was in town and his brother was in town. And when I finally got my phone back and I went to my hotel, my best friend and his brother made sure that they all came up to my room with Joseph and I got to reunite. We went to an after party together and we kissed on finale night. Yes. Mm. That's so sweet. So it all pans out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jailer's standing strong. Um, oh, and y'all are still I, together to this day. That's my boyfriend. To this oh, day. Fi- to this day. Holy shit. She got yes. a check and a man. I'm and not mad. And a man. Okay. And you know what? That's what I wanted to. That's why I wanted to be respectful about talking about anything in the house as well, because I got a lot of respect and love for Joseph as well as a player. <laughs> Look, as a player and as a player. OK, <laughs> um, I just really like uh, I, I think I saw you post recently. You know, your relationship is not for social media's consumption. You know, this is your life that you live in. You have felt, to experience these things. Felt, and felt. It, you know, y'all are in a long distance situation. So it's not like, oh, let's take out the phone. Let's get on Instagram. Like you like, all right, we're here. <laughs> right. Y'all are used to having the damn cameras around from the house. So there's no reason to have the cameras around outside. Plus yeah. she from Detroit, so you know she gonna kill G anyway. <laughs> like you ain't gotta do all that for the cameras. The cameras is for the bag. If we ain't on the bag, this is no cameras. Okay. okay. Real. Yeah. It's it's definitely been a transition. Let's be really honest, like there was a lot of fanfare for me as an individual then for us as a couple coming out of the right. house. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's Jailer gonna do? We didn't even know Jailer was a thing until we got out the house and people started calling us Jailer. Yep. <laughs> so I mean, we got Us Weekly, People, E! News, just constant press and media in ways that Big Brother That's couples. so cute. <laughs> and it was exciting and it was fun and it was new and fresh. And 
you can't not engage with it because this is the first news that media you're consuming mm-hmm. when you're away for up to 90 days. But then you see one, the, the difficulties of a long distance relationship with my life where I'm traveling everywhere all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. At home at first, I just got this apartment a couple months ago. So it's, I don't want to say that long distance is hard, but being in a public relationship where people expect to see you posting all the time, expect yeah, to I get it. get on TikTok, to post each other to show us that you're still in a relationship. Right. Friends, we're becoming way too much when we just want to see each other and spend time with each other. There are handfuls of times that we have visited each other and people don't know about it because they don't need to know about it. <laughs> right. And it got to the point where I literally had to post a map to my Instagram story and circle where Detroit is and circle where South Florida is and say, we are taking our relationship and just like pulling back. And do you see how far away we live from each other? We aren't always around each other to create content for you to consume. And I'm not in a relationship to create content for other people to consume. I'm here to love That's people. right. That's my right. part. That part. <laughs> Yeah, I get beautiful. comments every day. Where's Joseph? He's in Florida, bitch. Damn. Like, <laughs> okay. Where your nigga at? Shit. Right. <laughs> How was that fame? Because I'm just curious. After coming out the house and being on, you know, in these magazines, and now in a relationship that everyone wants to know everything about. How did being catapulted into that level of light, limelight? How have you handled it? I think I've done. I always say I was the, probably the best prepared out of anybody mm. because I had the pageant background and that's not, right. Know, right. Oh, this babies and shake hands. No, I used to walk into a room with this crown on and a sparkly sash. And I was used to being a person that people got excited about. Right. And mm-hmm. I saw how easy it was to impact other people's day in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So not being thrust into the spotlight and people not just being excited about the way that I played the game, but being excited that a black woman won the game in the way that she did. Right. Um, being excited that all these different accomplishments, all these universities that I overcame, it is very relatable to so many people. So I know how to relate with people because again, I'm just existing as myself and it, it's exciting to bond with people in that aspect but there's also a lot of responsibility that sometimes I question, am I the one putting this on me or are other people putting this on me? I mean, I get flamed often for many things. I'm sure you all do. Like, why uh, are you not working with more black brands? Uh, why are do you go to this hair and makeup place all the time? Why do you get your hair done at Dry Bar? And I'm like, because Dry Bar is national and I'm always on the road. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of expectations on how I'm supposed to exist. Right. Um, because I come from a world, the world of Big Brother, where people have 24-7 eyes on me. They can consume me 24-7. They can right. see ahead of what I can see of what is and is not best for me. But when you remove me from that environment and I have the foresight and they don't anymore, there's conflict there. Right. And now it comes from a place where I have to almost, I don't want to say train my followers, but I have to show my followers what autonomy looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's been, there's definitely been some back and forth because a lot of people are coming from a place of, no, I know what's best for you. I tell <laughs> you. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, but not even 
So it's right. There's always going to be a double-edged sword. The best I can do is choose what's right for me and have faith that those who are going to follow me and be encouraged by me, inspired by me, enjoy the things I consume will continue to do so. And if you don't, you don't have to follow. You don't have to engage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the decision to continuously push hate against me. That's like, get a job, please. Right. Get some business. Yeah. Taylor, you have been doing amazing if you are ever in a moment where you doubt yourself, everything that you did from start to finish, I am not disappointed in anything that you have done. <laughs> like, and, and even if you're disappointed in something that you've done, hell, I just love you for taking the time to reflect and figure out how to move forward. Like you just really persevered in such a scenario where I don't, I don't know how I could have overcome that. And you weren't even playing the game at that point. You were literally just trying to survive, like keep your sanity. And it was, it's really inspiring because a lot of people are just trying to survive, keep their sanity on a daily basis in real life. So to witness you do that on TV, I think maybe that's why some people feel like they just are so tied to you in your life and they want the best for you but those people need to pull back you know and apply right. some of that love today themselves you know and I think that's why I wanted to be so gentle with you while talking to you because I the the just the 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 hypocrites in the house that were all like I'm for black women and then they taking the next route to call y'all bees and hoes and not you know the drag race way so it's like what are you doing nigga like what is, what are we doing um yeah I, and, I got called a, a hoe on a stroll when I was that, yes in a are you kidding I wish <laughs> <laughs> ooh I know I know y'all are happy in a way to not have to be around social media while in the house you know so you don't have to hear all that yeah. feedback that would probably be like an echo chamber in there oof yeah people are so fucking crazy like too invested uh, in the worst ways <laughs> yes. that, was, that was someone in the house they called me that oh that yes. was someone in the yeah, house that- oh shit <laughs> wow <laughs> You know, I could I don't want to go back on the hate train <laughs> because I I want to I want to, you know, everybody say love. OK, no. I want to talk about a, a different show just really quickly because we've I could talk to you about Big Brother all day. But then I now I have a fear. I act like one of them other people that just say, I know what's best for you. So I don't want to revisit no, no things no, that no. I mean, the season's over. You've won the money. I got to <laughs> let it go. And now I can definitely let it go after talking to you today. So no, I'm going to put let me, it. Let me just say, I understand that I will always be in the conversation because I'm the person that won the show. Yes, you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will. I won in a very significant way. There are going to be people on the season who are in the house talking on live feeds saying, I, I liked this part of Taylor's game. I didn't like this part of her game. Ten years from now, people will still talk about me because I am one of the winners of the show. Right. As it should be. So, mm-hmm. talk about Asante. Don't be scared. <laughs> no, it's too, no. <laughs> I, look, I don't have any clean words for those dirty ass people. The way that they did you, like, you the like out the gate, like. <laughs> I, well, we look. We already mentioned Paloma. You know, Terrence's name was dropped, but he really didn't get the fire how he should get it. I mean, Maybe I really look. Uh, I don't even remember Nicole and uh, Daniel. Oh my God, yeah. Nicole and Daniel. Wherever y'all at right now, I hope y'all asses hurt. I hope y'all feet hurt. I hope your tongue is numb. I hate them both. Like I like I was just just the, the I, I can't keep going. Like I really want to give respect to the players who played well and who supported you. I think Michael was a, a great player. I love that he was a great player and he supported you. I have a soft spot for Turner. Turner 
was one of the first people that like really made the rest of the house look at themselves like, are we being racist? And it's like, yes, y'all are, but y'all still not going to accept that because they still would not accept that. But, you know, I got a little place for Turner, but everybody else and and obviously Joseph, as we said, Jailer, the sword and the shield of the season. How can we just not smile and think of the most amazingest people because Joseph was just so cool and chill the entire time. And he spoke up when it was necessary. And I honestly, as a viewer at home, it was sad watching him in that backyard, having a fight for his life because to what Taylor was talking about uh, during the split, Joseph, her other half was out in the back with the real showman's who was Kyle and Alyssa. Kyle, who I mentioned earlier was the one that was caught being racist later on in the game. Kyle was in a showman's with the girl, Alyssa, Kyle exposes the, uh, the alliance with the leftovers so he could save Alyssa and get Joseph ass out the house. So it was just a lot of trash that happened against Joseph and yourself. You took it. You took eight hundred k home. So I'm just happy that you took it because still one. I and just saw lies like Tupac. So much BS. <laughs> like watching that and and like look like your mother. I was on my iPad watching the feeds too. Like I had to be in tune to what everything that was happening. So that's why when I was watching in real time, on a stroll, I'm like, what the. Oh, I need to get on a flight. Like I need the I, big brother need to drop the location. Like Twitter, we up we up in arms. <laughs> I just think your win was so special to the viewers because we watched you literally face so much unwarranted, unsolicited adversity, right? As a player, and watched you literally get everything in the goddamn world thrown at you. People want we were, <laughs> I hate to say it, but we were all rooting for you. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like you literally, it was one of those experiences. It's, it's very rare when it's like so clear and blatantly presented that, okay, this is whose side we need to be on because yeah. this is literally the right side. So it just felt so good to see you win and be justified in that way and, and vindicated in that way. It was just great. So yes. just know we was on your side, like nationwide. Okay. <laughs> yes. on your side. Heavy. Everyone is allowed to, because the attacks against me were personal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they reflected a lot of the ways that black women are spoken about and to in the real world. Mm-hmm. That's what I said from the jump of when I was going through the casting process. As I watched the show and learned more about it, I said, these black women, how are y'all treating them? Oh, right. like you do in the world. Right. I look six months out of the game now. And I have the success, the fame, the money to walk away and leave that in the past. But I also understand two things that are also working here. You have an entire population that felt validated and related to the way that I was treated. And they still have a lot of anger and hate towards the people that perpetuated things against me because they see their perpetrators in my perpetrator's faces. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the people that harmed me. And I still acknowledge that they are 360 full-fledged holistic individuals who have lessons to learn in life. Mm. I can only hope that they continue to grow. Similar with Kyle, it's not my responsibility to hold their hands. But I do feel a little bit of responsibility to speak up and tell people not to harass people on my behalf. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about the show, when I talk about the relationships, good or bad that I had in that house, I don't talk about it to say, and go blast these people. Cause they ain't shit. And this, this, and right. that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was justified in saying that the first week outside the house, 
Mm-hmm. But now that we're six months out, I am much more concerned about what are the takeaways of that experience? What can we walk away with from this? Because the people from my season may or may not have grown. Um, and, you know, I can give you a list of like who has and who hasn't, who I talk to and who I don't. But that's just, I'm beyond that, right? But what I really want people to walk away with is see their, um, see their Paloma in their personal lives and understand how to navigate that person. I want people to see their Terrence. And I ain't got no cameras around, so it's going to be very different for me. <laughs> no, <I'm just> yeah. <laughs> Y'all be yourselves. Y'all be yourselves. Let me know. Uh, okay. No. All right, all right, all right. I'm ready to shove somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, honestly, Taylor, the, that class is really, I think the, the it, it's not like demeaning or, um, like the class you exude is just very attractive. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people are going to take away is how you handle these situations. We didn't look at you as weak after those. Like we looked at you as like, damn, look how strong she was Absolutely. to do that after. That's why I'm so like, I, I strongly believe you are America's favorite player probably for the next decade or so. Like I haven't seen you, you won and you know, no shade to Xavier. He played a great game last year, but I really thought, Tiffany was going to take that. Yeah, and I was I, like, I was like, damn, Tiffany didn't take that. So then like, I thought she was going to be the first black woman, like, you know, black person, black woman on that, this franchise, but then it was him. So then we get the woman next year and it's you who is no, you're nothing like Tiffany. You're a completely different black woman, but you're handling things. If like, just as if not more classy and giving us like a, a better way, like a better experiences walking away from these situations that you were faced with. Yeah. So Again, I could talk to you about this all day, but I feel like we beat this as much as we can. Um, I just have one last thing I want to ask you about, and then I'm going to let you go, Taylor, because you just you've been great. Right. I, I want to ask you about Drag Race. Because <laughs> let let's get into it. OK. OK. First of all, who do you want to win on Friday? Who are, you, who are we? Who are we rooting for? I'm very torn because, my God, I want to fuck Sasha Colby. I'd like, <laughs> how can you see Sasha Colby and not be like, it's like, she's like a siren. Like, that scream look? Or not scream, blame it on it the edit. Scream. It was scream. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it was scream. I sat there and I said, not a Janet video. Oh my God. If you don't know, I am a, a massive Janet Jackson fan. Like was screaming and crying, saying I want to listen to a Janet Jackson album the day I finally won Power in the House. So that episode <laughs> was for me. Now, I have had the pleasure of meeting both Sasha and Lux. Um, ah! Don't even get me started on that one. Like, Lux is a doll. I adore her. And I remember I saw Sasha and I turned away. I was like, no, no, I'm not in the same. There's no way. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. What is this? Stop. So I have been lucky enough to see them both perform in person. I've been lucky enough to wow. out with both of them. So I am biased in that aspect, but you cannot tell me that Sasha Colby does not deserve that win. My only caveat is that she doesn't need it. Mm. Where if we're taking that into consideration, mm. then I look to Anitra. I look mm. to Lux. I see them both as amazing, incredible queens that can elevate and expose drag to other communities yes and that is something i'm really excited for when we talk about the next 
drag superstar because that's what the title is, right? If we're looking at the requirements. But I'm also never going to be a person that is going to take away a well-deserved or earned win because someone doesn't need it. Right. right. If a bitch earns it, and that's just what it is. Right. Well, I don't. I don't know. And I think Mistress is amazing too. But I just personally, I you just can't forgive her for that kid and heel on, on week one. You know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just look, kidding. I'm, I'm about for, I, I will forgive people for week one mistakes. Okay, because I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's this is probably the strongest top four we've had since. I, I can't even recall when. Maybe an early, early season of the show. But this mm-hmm. is an amazing top four. I am in love with all of these queens. I'm lucky enough to now not only be a fan, but know them personally. And as a straight black woman, I feel like it is an honor and a privilege to be able to talk and engage so freely with the queer community about this art form. Um, And to have a platform where I can talk about this freely and specifically talk about how (laughs) there is intersection of black people and queer people and they deserve to be acknowledged. I'm not going to speak on their behalf but I will elevate their voices when they are not in the room. And that is something that I take very seriously. So I'm just, I'm really excited about this entire season. How can we not stand Taylor Hale, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Oh, Taylor, thank you. Do y'all have more questions for Taylor? Because I've, I'm going to keep going on a drag race rabbit hole or we can stop like. No, thank you. Taylor, you've been great. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. For having yes. me. I love the pod. I'm a, I'm a Alice Networks girly, so thank you for having me. Thank <laughs> you for uh, hanging in there while we just dragged you through the whole show. Ups and downs. Oh no, I love it. I mean, if anything, it'll inspire me to to go back and watch probably just your season, truth be told. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buckle up, take it in. Right, right, right. <laughs> Taylor, I just want you to continue to be yourself. I mean, honestly, from the moment we saw you, from the moment I saw you, I know. And uh, that's why I say we, because we feel the same way. The moment we saw you, it was love at first sight. And and I am just continuing to fall in love with any and everything from you just being yourself and you're just highlighting like this last part about for the drag queens. Like, girl, like you just are everything. You're the doll and we love the doll. OK, so Taylor Hale. <laughs> Thank you for coming by the friend zone. America's favorite player is what yes. I'm going to continue to call you, as well as CBS's big brother winner. The, um, America's first black woman to win. Okay. That's right. Shout out to you, Taylor Hale. Thank <laughs> you so right. much. Tell the people where they can find you before we get out of here. Oh, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the Taylor Mac. Taylor, spelled T-A-Y-L-O-R, Mac, M-A-C-K. And I am launching a blog this month. I'm really excited. Congratulations. Style, travel. So anywhere you want to find me, you can find at that website, which I'll be dropping soon. That's right. Congratulations. Well, keep us posted. We'll share with the people. Yes. Thank you so much, Taylor. We love you. And thank you for listening. As always, we love you guys so much. And we'll catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. 
so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.